Welcome to the continuing series of episodes presented by the Union County, Ohio Drug-Free Coalition. I'm Pete Emmons, your host. Today, we are out at the Richwood Independent Fair in Richwood, Ohio. Fair is running August 31st through September 5th, and we are exploring the fair and positive involvement of teens in the junior fair. Joining me are my very special guests, including Cody Johnson, fair manager, Christy Leeds, Union County Extension Educator, 4-H Development and Junior Fair Coordinator, North Union High School FFA members, Kaylee Bresley and Chloe Hall. Hey, Cody, uh, first day of the fair, beautiful weather out here in Richwood, Ohio. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, we got really lucky with the forecast this year. It looks like it's going to be a great week. Hey, I know that today, Wednesday, is really, really the kickoff of the fair, first official day. Couldn't ask for a nicer day, and I know that you are going on rollerblades all around the fairgrounds here with 5,000 things going on. So, first of all, right from the get-go, thank you so much for taking time out of your mega-busy schedule to get us inside the fair and get going. Yeah, you're welcome, Pete. Hey, Richwood Independent Fair really has really deep, deep historical roots. I mean, it goes way back to, it looks like, 1892. Give us a brief history lesson. Yeah, so this year in 2022, we're actually celebrating 130 years uh, for the Richwood Independent Fair. Um, the fair was kind of founded on harness racing back in the day. Um, it's obviously so much more now, but that's kind of where we got our roots from. 130 years. This has to be, I didn't have a chance to look this up in the archives, but it has to be one of the oldest fairs in the state. Or uh, Yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not sure, but uh, just one of the seven independent fairs left in the state of Ohio, so... And that's a whole other story of itself right there <laughs> yeah. with that, being an independent fair. Absolutely. You know, for a fair to go on continuously for that period of time, that really speaks to unbelievable commitment of the entire community to make that happen. Yeah, we're very, very ag-based here and uh, have a community that really cares about the fair. Uh, without them, we wouldn't be able to make it happen. So... If you look at the fair and you reflect on your time, and how many years now have you been involved in the fair? Uh, so I, I've been involved with the fair ever since I was born, but um, kind of grew up showing at the fair, I guess the whole nine or ten years through 4-H and FFA, and then went the year after I was done with that, went on to the board. So I think we're on 12 years on the fair board now. And how many years as fair manager? Uh, so uh, I'm the fair president, and so we I kind of my first year was during COVID, so uh, it was a very limited fair, but this is my third year as president. Very good. Now, when you reflect on the fair here, there's a lot of things that really make the Richwood Independent Fair a special, special experience for everybody. But what do you what do you say about that? What is it? Is it the close community involvement? Yeah. So the Richwood Fair is a. Someone said it before. It's kind of like a family reunion. It's it's where all the, uh, the the Richwood people come together annually. I mean, this school doesn't start until after the fair this year. That's on purpose. Um, it's just somewhere that everybody in the village uh, shows up for. Now, there is a loaded, underscore loaded, schedule of activities every single day. What time does the fair gates open every day? Yeah, they open at 8 o'clock every day, and we run until 10 o'clock every night. Very good. Now, you have senior fair and junior fair activities going on. So what are some examples of some of the senior fair activities? Yeah, so the senior fair activities is we have a, a super strong fine arts department. Um, it's kind of an open class entry, and that's everywhere from pumpkins to paintings uh, to photos. So that's that's a senior fair activity that you don't see in a lot of other fairs. Um, and then I guess for like the junior fair, we have a bunch of shows and skillathons uh, where the kids can highlight their skills there too. 
any new senior fair activities this year? Uh, so I know that we've we've added, um, well, if we go down to the entertainment, we've brought the rodeo back. We haven't had that in a couple of years. And then if you go over to the fine arts department, we uh, added a decorated door contest and an ice cream freeze off too. You don't need any more judges for the ice cream contest, do you? I think they got that covered pretty early. Well, darn, I didn't get here in time. <laughs> I knew I forgot to do something uh, with that. So what are the most popular senior fair activities? Uh, so the tractor pull, which we'll have tonight, okay. will probably be the uh, best attended event. And we're looking forward to having a packed grandstands for that. And then it looks like on uh, Thursday night in the grandstand, you have a rodeo. Yeah, so we have a bulls and barrel radio, rodeo. Um, it also has meet and greets with some of the riders where they're going to sign autographs and take pictures. Um, and it's, it's supposed to be a pretty good time, so we hope so. And then, that's not all, you have a demolition derby on the next evening. Yeah, I think we're running three classes for the demo derby this year. And um, the demo derby always fills the grandstands. Uh, horsepower sells around here, so... Tough Truck Saturday night. What What is Tough Truck about? Is yeah. this a pulling weight behind the truck? Or what no, is this? Nope, it's kind of like an off-road course. So we, uh, once we're done with the tractor pull uh, track tonight, we'll uh, take some skid loaders and bulldozers out there, move some dirt around, make some jumps, and have an off-road contest uh, that's a timed race to see who can go over the obstacle course the fastest. Okay, so it's based on speed and, and ability to really do agility with that vehicle. Right, correct. Okay, and then Saturday... You're having a line dance and then a special fireworks show. Yeah, so Saturday is actually our life on the farm game. So that's uh, Richwood's a very ag-based community. So we uh, we have some like straw stacking events, um, barnyard games, like a boulder toss and stuff like that. Um, and then uh, so then after that, um, we do have the line dance. I guess that's before that. Um, so but yeah, that's just another good time. Perfect. So really. There is entertainment for all ages, is what you're telling me. Yeah, we have fun for the whole family, for sure. And, of course, you know, no fair would be complete without two other things. That would be rides in the Midway. Yes. And secondly, fair food. So, anything about the rides you want to tell us? Uh, so, I think we got 15 rides in here. Um, so, ride bands are $15. Um, uh, so that's an all-day pass if the kids want to come ride rides. And then uh, the, the mid Midway food uh, definitely is a fan favorite as well. So I think we've got 10 or 12 different food trucks in here as well. So so when you were growing up, Cody, what was your favorite ride? Was it the merry-go-round of Ferris wheel? What was it? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really do rides all that no. well. So I, I was more for the fair food for sure. So uh, fair food. You know what? I love the funnel cakes. Yeah, so we have a, a concession right by the grandstands that is making homemade funnel cakes. I drove by it yesterday. You have Philly cheesesteaks? I think that there is a Philly cheesesteak here this year as well. Oh my, now I'm really getting hungry <laughs> with all that being said. Wow. So, great food, uh, great entertainment rides uh, for the kids and the big kids too, it sounds like, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, so... Again, what are the general admission prices? Is it $10? Yeah, uh, general admission is $10. You can also buy a season pass for $30. The season pass gets you in the gate every day, so it's a better deal to buy the season pass. Um, but we will sell general admission tickets for $10 a day. And again, the hours are 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. That's correct. Okay, what do you want to say to folks that have never experienced the Richwood Independent Fair? Why should they come? What is it? Uh, I, I do believe our fair is just different. I mean, it's kind of base, based on the kids, uh, for sure. We, uh, our junior fair area is one of the strongest that I've ever seen, and, and that's kind of what it, this fair revolves around. 
Hey, Cody, I can't thank you for giving us a great teaser. I know that we could easily, easily talk three or four more hours, and I'm not sure we'd still get to the bottom of everything going on here. But, folks, if you have not been to the Richwood Independent Fairs, you need to come out and experience this community-based event. There is something for all ages to enjoy. So, again, Cody, thanks so much for your time. Kudos to you for your president leadership on the board, to your board, your volunteers, the Ohio State Extension, all those that are involved, sponsors, and volunteers for making this such an outstanding independent fair and wish you much success with the fair. Thanks, Pete. Appreciate it. Cody Johnson, the president of the Richwood Independent Fair, was our very first guest on the program. We're going to change gears now, and we're going to find out about the, the junior fair part of the fair. I'm now joined by Christy Leeds, and Christy is with the Union County Ohio State Extension. She's an educator and for over 4-H development and junior fair coordinator and many other titles that I could take probably another minute to go through, and I'm not sure, Christy, if I get through all of them. I do not know still when you sleep. <laughs> so. Yes, this is the busy season. Hey, thanks again so much for you for stopping by here and giving us really the insight about the junior fair part of what's going on here in Richwood. Now, I know that you have been involved for years in Union County coordinating all these junior fairs. How many years now? Forty. This is my 40. 40th year, yeah. So I want to know when you're going to come out with that book about your junior fair experiences. Uh, that That's would, what I that want to know. Be, yeah, that would be interesting, <laughs> right? Yes. It has changed a lot over time. What is the most exciting part of the Junior Fair Act? Is it the culmination activities when the Skillathon Awards are given and the livestock auctions? What is it? I, I think it's kids doing new things and sort of figuring it out. You see those kind of light bulb moments when they work really hard on something and it just kind of comes together for them. I mean, that's from our perspective as, as youth development uh, professionals, you know, we're, we're in it for the learning. Um, sometimes learning's hard, right? But um, it's that, it's seeing that moment when they kind of get it, when it sort of works for them and they, and they, and they are able to do something um, or know something that they didn't know before. Exploring new dimensions and turning that light bulb off, yes. and here they go. Yes. And who knows where that leads to many right. times exactly. to add careers as exactly. well. Exactly. Right. Excellent. So approximately how many 4-H and FFA members do we have taking part here in Richwood? There are over 300 here. About a, We, had, we uh, judged special interest projects uh, Sunday a couple days ago. There were about 100 exhibitors that brought special interest projects and then there's another 225 ish that have livestock projects some of those of course do both a lot of kids here do multiple projects um, but well over 300. excellent now for folks not familiar with a junior fair activities give some examples of some of the events and the skillathons well, as I mentioned, we, we started out, special interest judging is an interview judging where they bring what they've worked on and they demonstrate to a judge what they've learned. Um, so that's, that's one sort of project. Livestock projects um, have a couple dimensions. They literally show their animal. And then the, other, the knowledge piece of those projects is the skillathon. That's where they come in and demonstrate what they've learned or what they know or what they can do. Maybe it's like how to tie a quick release knot. Um, that's in the beef skillathon this year's. Um, maybe it's how to turn the rabbit over correctly to check toenails or eyes, and then some of it's just flat-out knowledge, asking them questions about um, about their breeds, about feed ingredients, um, all kinds of things that they're learning about uh, related to the project. Excellent. So really, a lot of preparation goes in 
uh, to what they're doing. And really, the skillathon part that you mentioned, really, that is such a critical part of what they're doing. Right. We publish um, here in Union County, we offer a skillathon study guide, we call it, and those come out early in the year. So really, they've spent months looking at the topics that we're going to cover this year. We kind of try to narrow it because it's, you know, animal science is a huge uh, knowledge base and so we say okay this year we're focusing on these topics in your for your species and they study those you know they that they yeah they prepare and um, spend a lot of time trying to learn those topics for this year the skills that they are learning through this participation is truly awesome it's awesome that's all i can say about that right it's about life skills right these are things it's it's not that we're trying to cause kids to become professional photographers or professional shepherds or whatever it's it's those are transferable skills to whatever they will do down the road in their life. Um, you know, it's about it's about how to learn. It's about how to be responsible for some living being. It's about how to take care of things. It's about how to work together as a family and as a club. So it's those skills really that they'll take onward with them in family life, in community life, in everything. Perfect skills to use for a lifetime. Right, exactly. Well, here we are on Wednesday, really the first major day kickoff. Lots of things Correct. going on today. Now, I notice you have the crowning of the royalty this afternoon. Yes, and I think the key thing about that is is these young people are representatives of what Junior Fair is all about. That's what judges are looking for, is is this a good representative of all of these things that we're talking about? So they have been very active participants. They still are. Um, they, they have filled leadership roles, you know, they've served on junior fair board and done, um, you know, done trash, done service projects, done everything related to junior fair. And so they're, they're just a representative of the entire junior fair. Small sampling. Mm -hmm. Excellent. And there's several other events today. I noticed there is a fair goat show. What'll happen with that? So the goat show will have several components. Every livestock show starts with showmanship. That's where the exhibitors showmanship skills are being evaluated by the judge and then we'll move into breeding classes where the judge is evaluating the animal followed by market classes where again the judge is evaluating the confirmation of the animal so really we do both things in different classes one is entirely about the skills of the showman the the young person and the other is about the quality or confirmation of the animal um, so both types of classes excellent a lot going on with there now of course, the junior fair also culminates with the livestock sale on the last day, and that has to be a, a big, big moment for everybody. So this fair offers two sales. So we have on Saturday night, we will have the special interest project auction here at this fair. It's very unique. Exhibitors who have non-livestock projects have an opportunity to auction things they have made related to their project. Could be woodworking, could be photography, anything, any project. So that's a very unique piece in Richwood. And then on Monday, the livestock exhibitors have the opportunity to sell their project animals. And, you know, there is so much participation. I always like to say, you know, you've got a friend, a neighbor that's involved in this program. Your support is huge. And the proceeds from these sales going to support uh, the participants on to their career paths, on to help them with college expenses, it makes right. such a difference. And we couldn't do it without great sponsors and, and the community really supporting that. So really come out and support the, those events for sure. Right, absolutely. And both both the special interest auction and the livestock auction are very well supported in this, in this community. Um, 
you know, the kids do reinvest those money in future projects, like you said, in college funds, all kinds of things. A junior fair is only really one part of the whole myriad of experiences that are available uh, to teens and young youth uh, throughout the county during the year. And you coordinate the 4-H program. How many 4-H members do we have now? Is it over 1,000 still? Yeah, we're right at 1,000 members, um, both Clover Buds and our project community clubs, which are 3rd to, to 12th grade, basically. Um, and yes, there are a variety you know, demonstrates public speaking, you know, contests, camp experiences. You know, we have teen leaders um, that are camp service camp counselors and undergo that training to serve as counselors. Um, we have a large Cloverbud program for our younger youngest members. Um, so yeah, lots and lots of opportunities. So if if livestock is not your thing, there's definitely plenty of other things to be involved in. One thing that's really always impressed me about the 4-H program is that you have specific topic specific clubs that focus on different areas of interest. So people have a wide, like you say, a diversity of areas to choose from that they want to cultivate skills and learn more about. Yes, many of our clubs in Union County are pretty broad, but we do have some topic-specific clubs. Horse clubs would be a good example. Um, in Union County, horse project members belong to horse clubs, which is a huge benefit to them. It's a it's a very specific knowledge base. They need a lot of advice from advisors. Um, about learning to show and taking care of their horse. And so uh, horse clubs are a good example. We have a few others too. We have a rabbit club, we have a poultry club. And then many of our clubs will accommodate many different projects. Now, after the fair season is over, are we talking the clubs really getting organized for the year, year's plan? Is that the focus then? Yes, most clubs will have an achievement meeting, kind of a kind of a culmination, a wrap-up sort of meeting for the year here in the next month or so. And then in December, they'll start planning for the coming year. They, they usually kind of relaunch in, Jan in December or January for next year. For more information about the 4-H programs in Union County. Union.osu.edu. One more time. Union.osu.edu. Christy Leeds, thank you so much for all that you do for the youth and teens here in Union County and for your outstanding work in the, the junior fairs. Hope you have a great fair week. Thank you. Enjoy the fair. I look forward to talking to you again. Thanks. Christy Leeds from the Ohio State Union County Extension and coordinator of the junior fair here. She's also over the 4-H here in Union County, has been our special guest in this segment. Hey, we are joined right now by a very special drop-in guest. It is... Mr. Buckeye, he is here at the Richwood Independent Fair Day here on Wednesday. Hey, Mr. Buckeye, thanks so much, Buckeye Guy, for dropping in and being part of this outstanding independent fair. Pete, I'm so glad to be at Richwood Independent Fair. I'm telling you, I just took a ride uh, with Todd through the junior fairs. i seen rabbits. i seen all kinds of stuff. Young people everywhere, all involved right here in Richwood Independent Fair. Hey, and the, the fair just affords such great opportunities for positive engagement. We don't hear enough about the positive engagement of youth. When you look at these projects and look what these kids are doing in the junior fair, it just blows you away. It really does. I'm telling you, the 4-H programs here are just unbelievable. They've been here for years, and I look forward to it for several years to come. Hey, a great opportunities. And again, hey, thank you for your support of the junior fair. Thank you for all you do and creating such an exciting moment. And boy... We got to be on our toes here on Saturday for that big game. Are we ready? Are we going to do it? Absolutely. 7.30 at the shoe is going to be exciting. It's going to be electric. But I'll tell you, if I did not have to be there, I'd be here at I, Richwood Independent Fair. 
Hey, Buckeye guy, you do besides being in the stands, everybody sees you in the stands and all yes, that sir. you do there, but you have a fifth down foundation Absolutely. that's benefiting kids. Yeah, yes, Tours for Tots, Salvation Army, the Firefighters for Kids. We do all kinds of stuff to help folks that may not have as much as they would need. Can you give us an example of a success story? What, what difference this program has made? It's made all kinds of successes. We drop off to Channel 10 in Columbus, Channel 6 in Columbus, Channel 4 in Columbus, truckloads of toys. What we do is we come out to beautiful places like Richwood Independent Fair. We take donations. We've got all kinds of things that we, uh, uh, merchandise that you can come and get. And we turn that into toys, turn that into kids' smiles. And make their whole world right there. Somebody wants to support the Fifth Day Foundation. What's the best way to do that? FifthDownFoundation.com. Stop on there. There's places that you can uh, donate to, and we truly appreciate it. And go Bucks. Collecting all year for this? Absolutely. Fifth Down Foundation. Check it out today. Hey, thank you so much, Buckeye Guy, for all you do for the Buckeye Ohio State Nation. And thanks for being here at the Richwood Independent Fair today. Thank you, Pistol Pete. Have an awesome day. Right now, I am joined by two junior fair participants at the Richwood Independent Fair, and they're also North Union High School FFA members. It is Kaylee Bristow and Chloe Hall, and Kaylee is the outgoing queen of the Richwood Independent Fair, too, as well. Hey, girls, thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedule here on the first official day of the fair to really give us the insight of what's going on in the junior fair. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having us. You know, I know that you have both participated in the Junior Fair for several years. So, Chloe, how long for you? I've been participating in the Richard Fair for about six years. Okay, and what about you, Kaylee? I'm going to say about eight, eight because years. I started right when I was able to join and stuck with it. And I'm a senior, so. Perfect. Chloe, when you look back at the six years that you've done, you were to pick two special moments during the fair. What would they be for you? Um, I would definitely say my first year when I won my class and I got my very first trophy um, ever, just showing chickens. I was so proud of myself. And then my second favorite moment was um, just last year when it was my first year showing Jerry Feeders and I got um, grand champion. My very first year, no experience. And I was like on top of the world. It was great. How long did you take getting preparing for that? For the dairy feeders. Um, so that took me um, from the end of May last year until um, the beginning of September last year. So um, a good summer, and it was a lot of hard work for sure. I'm sure, but the rewards and then what you got out of it made oh, yes. it all worth it, right? Yes, of course. And Kaylee, what about you? Same question. So I want to say last year, of course, when I got crowned queen, I was really fun. I got to meet a lot of new people. Just at our fair, but traveling to other fairs as well. And then I actually do special interests, so I do crop production. I loved being able to present my project to the judge. And this year especially, because I was able to explain what I want to do exactly with my project and create it into a business. So I think this year and last year, definitely. So when you look at your, speaking of your reign, I know today is kind of a bittersweet moment because you're giving that crown out this afternoon to the new queen, new queen for this year. Besides the getting to meet other people, what else stands out? What have you learned through being a, the queen of the Richwood Independent Fair? I've learned a lot about other fairs and how they work as well. Like I said, meeting the new people, but each fair has their own special thing that they have. And I pick and 
not pick and choose, but pick which ones I like and which ones I think Richwood would benefit from. Butler County, which I went to, had a farm area set up for kids. And it was like a little mock area where kids can harvest fruit or vegetables. It was a sandbox and they had toy carrots and you're able to harvest them, which I thought was really neat. And they made little uh, nesting boxes that had like stuffed chickens with eggs, which to me, I love little kids and that just stood out a lot. So seeing what they have for the kids, but also the community as well. It all comes together. Yes. Chloe, uh, you have a lot going on this week. I know that this morning you've already participated in the poultry part. Yes, sir. So what else is going on with you this week? What's on the docket? So um, for the rest of the week, uh, I'll just be preparing for the dairy feeder show on Saturday. And then, of course, the sale, which is on Monday, Mm -hmm. I believe. Um, But there's a lot that goes into preparing for the dairy show. Um, I mean, we got to keep them walked every morning. We got to wash them every morning. Um, We got to make sure they stay fed and clean. Um, I believe this year there's like a competition on for like cleanest pen it's got a cash prize so we got lots of good stuff to do this week so what is the most enjoyable part of the dairy prep and what would be the most challenging part so the most uh enjoyable part i would say is definitely spending time with my dad um that's something that's really important to me and you know as i'm getting older like i don't have a lot of time left to do this project with him so every little moment that we get together is so important to me and then i'd definitely say the most difficult part is just like not knowing um you know because it is only my second year and we go into it sometimes and we're still learning. Um, and that's always a fun challenge to overcome, but in the moment it's really stressful. Um, so that is definitely a challenge. Very good. Kaylee, what about you? Well, I think the most, I guess, stressful part is having to organize everything. Crop production is my fair project and it's sweet corn. Like that's my main one organizing it because you have to pick it. That's not the hard part, but it's receiving the money, making sure you have all the money where it needs to be and what you need to organize your money for next year. Uh, more seeds, more equipment. But the most enjoyable would have to be spending time with my grandfather who helps me. Uh, my family loves to say that he's my best friend in the entire world. And he's like my one and only friend. I spend a lot of time with him. Well, you both said pretty much the same, echo the same thought, and that is, Freeze frame those special ag moments here at the Richwood Independent Fair and all the time prepping for participation. It all comes together and added benefit to have the family right there. You can't put mm-hmm. a price tag on that. So no. freeze frame and make sure you take plenty of pictures and capture yes. those moments uh, for sure So that before they go away. Well, you are both involved heavily here in the fair itself. And... Uh, and beyond the fair, you have a very extensive, you have, I believe, the largest FFA chapter here in Union County. Chloe, how long have you been in the chapter? I've been in the chapter for, this will be my third year. Um, so my first two years, I was just participating, and this year is my, is my officer year. Very good. And again, you told me that you are one of three vice presidents. Yes, sir. Excellent. What are you looking forward to the most in that position? Um, definitely the leadership aspect of it. Um, I love reaching out to younger members of our chapter and then people in our community, um, working with people in ag, um, you know, farmers, business owners, just the people and being able to outreach and being in charge of that is just really exciting to me. Um, I like being one of the faces of our chapter. Perfect. Speaking for the chapter. And Kaylee, are you an officer or what's your involvement in the chapter? Yes, I am an officer. I am our uh, chapter's treasurer. 
keeping all the money straight yep. for all of those special projects that you're going to be doing all yes. over the place during the year. Yeah. So what would be an example of one or two of those projects that you would allocate funds for? Our end of the year FFA banquet. Of course. Which has a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of um, chapter members and family members as well that attend and we feed and just host and have a wonderful time. And gathering revenues to support sending your delegation oh, yes. to Indianapolis to the National October 26th to October the 29th. Uh, Chloe, you're going to be on the, you are on the agronomy team. And again, your school chapter has a long distinguished record of winning major awards in yes, agronomy. Sir. And you are on the team this year. Tell us a little about that. Yes, sir. Um, so our agronomy team came together um, early in 2022. Um, we got together and we started practicing for the state competition at the end of March, which would qualify us for national convention. Um, the basic rundown of the things we need to know are um, plant and weed identification, seeds, insects, diseases. Um, I believe at national convention we're doing grain grading. We have to learn how to do math with fertilizer and pesticides and all kinds of good stuff. Like it, it's a lot for sure. Absolutely. First time for you going to the national in that role. Yes, sir. Excellent. So probably marking the days on your calendar <laughs> yes. right now as we speak. <laughs> yes. It's coming soon. Are you going to be going to the convention, Kayla? Yes, I will. But I will not be competing in anything, unfortunately. But I'm able to attend and watch, hopefully, win now, first over there. Uh, first time for you going? No, this will actually be my second year going to national convention. What's the biggest takeaway that you've had from the national networking, being able to talk to new people, because I think about it once you graduate college or if you're going to college or whatnot, there's not a job that you're not going to talk to people. You're always going to be talking and networking. So especially with what I want to do, that's the biggest takeaway for me. With over 60,000 attendees attending yes. that event, every state as well as uh, Guam and uh, Puerto Rico represented that. Besides all those sessions and contests, you have that giant expo area where you have all of the ag colleges represented yes. as well. So talk about networking opportunities. Oh, there yes. you go. And the takeaways that you can bring back to your local chapter, I imagine you can't put a price on that. No, you can't. But you can get as many pictures, but even then, I have so, pictures that can't explain how much fun we had there. There you go. So, Chloe, what is it on the docket? For after the national convention late fall, what sort of things will you be getting into in the chapter? Um, so that is a that is a good question because uh, we um, we'll start up CDEs in mm -hmm. spring, I believe, and then we have some in the fall. Yeah. Um, after national convention, we um, usually do the fruit sale. Uh, that that's after national. Convention, yeah, fruit right? sales around that yes. time too. Right. So we'll have our fruit sale to raise money for um, our banquet, and then just other stuff that Kaylee has to work with. Um, and then our officer team actually has not met yet about that, but we'll have some community service projects. We'll probably run a food drive. Um, just just little things to kind of get our chapter um, more involved in the community. Um, and then get more involvement from members of our chapter. And the fruit drive is a great way for the community to support local FFA chapters. I'm very familiar with that, and the fruit is amazing. I can yes. speak personally about that, too. <laughs> I agree. Excellent with that. So lots of great things on the docket uh, during the year. Approximately how many members do you have now? You said about half the school? Yes. It Roughly. It is a very big chapter. So that would probably be around 200-plus kids. 
Now, Chloe, you have a lot of opportunities for involvement. I said to you, Kaylee, as well. There are so many different activities or things that you could be doing with your time at North Union. Why FFA? Who yeah. wants to take that one first? I'll take it first. Well, I think I'm involved heavily in FFA, other than other things, because I actually want to create a business after I graduate college for adults with disabilities to come but I want to relate it to ag, so I want to create a farm where they're able to grow and produce um, produce and sell and hopefully learn and gain other experiences from that. I so it helps heavily on that. not aware of very many uh, farms like that in existence uh, around, so what a great opportunity for you to get in on ground floor for something like that. Excellent. What is it for you, Chloe, about FFA, why you're part of it? Um, so I've always been really focused on my future and kind of setting myself up for success. I've always known that I wanted to go into the ag field. Um, through FFA, I actually got my first job on a dairy farm, um, you know, and that also kind of led me to showing dairy feeders. So just being in this program has really um, developed me as a person. Um, since my freshman year up until now, I am way more outgoing. Um, I have reached out to so many more people. I've uh, created a lot more opportunities for myself. I've done things that I never thought that I would participate in, like the agronomy team, like being an officer. Um, so really, it's just kind of um, allowed me to grow as a person. You're telling me uh, stories that I've heard time and time <laughs> again with all of the FFA people that I have talked to over the last uh, several years. It's taken you out of your shell, exposed you to new opportunities, showed you what careers there are in the field of ag, the networking, the development of your leadership and personal skills as well, all comes together through FFA. So kind of answer the question that I was going to ask you. And the last one, that I guess, is, is really as to why, and that's exactly why people should join FFA. Yes. What's your other word for people sitting on the sidelines right now, uh, Kaylee? I guess... You don't have to be heavily enjoying like Chloe and I, but being a part of it, helping out, like if we do the food drive, help there. That's little baby steps. But if you want to jump and grow, being involved in FFA and especially becoming an officer is going to be the best way or competing in CDEs as well. Chloe, any, any add on to that? Um, there's something for everybody in FFA. I have not met anybody in our chapter that... Um, doesn't have something that they don't like about it. I mean, I'm sure that there's parts of FFA that isn't for everybody, but there's, there is something for everyone. There's, it's all there. Now I know that program years are really kicking into gear, but I'm sure if somebody still wanted to join, there are opportunities there oh, for yes. making that happen right now before yes. things really kick into the highest gear. Yeah. So we're going to borrow the Nike expression, just do it and be a part of FFA, a great leadership organization, cultivating future skills. Hey, thank you both for taking time today, the first day here out at Richwood at the fair, for really getting us inside the junior fair, telling us what it's like, the experiences that you've gotten out of, and sharing your involvement with FFA. Wish you much success the rest of the week. Enjoy the fair, and thanks again for being thank our you. guest. Thank you. Thank you. This is Pete Emmons, host of the Union County, Ohio Drug-Free Coalition podcast series. Today we were out at the Richwood Independent Fair, which lasts until Monday, September the 5th. We'd like to give a final special acknowledgement to our guests, which included Cody Johnson, president of the Richwood Fair Board, also Christy Leeds of the Union County, Ohio State Extension Services, FFA students from North Union, Kaylee Breslow, and Chloe Hall. 
hey, here's a special date we wanted you to save. That's October the 18th. It's a kickoff of the Red Ribbon Week, and it's all about prevention. It takes all of us. It's at 7 p.m. at the Avalon Theater in Marysville. Keynote speaker includes NCAA Ohio State Women's Championship hockey coach Nadine Mazzarell. There'll also be great resources on the Union County Drug-Free Coalition, door prizes, and much more. For additional details on the Red Ribbon Week and drug-free resources, contact Nancy Beals, Union County, Ohio Drug-Free Coalition Coordinator, Monday to Friday, nancy at mhrbuc.org. That's nancy at mhrbuc.org. And as always, Stay healthy and stay safe.